Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salcedo with Justin Labar on the Busted Open Podcast. We react to everything that went down at the Royal Rumble. We break down the big wins from Cody Rhodes and Bailey, some of the biggest highlights from both men's and women's Rumbles, and what is next as we hit the road to WrestleMania. All of that coming up on the Busted Open Podcast. I want to kick things off here because uh, there's going to be so much to talk about for this men's rumble, but I want to kick things off by, did you think Cody Rhodes was going to actually do it back to back times? Truthfully, no. My first pick that I was putting money on was actually CM Punk. Um, Obviously I'm not like, <laughs> Lord or 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 you know you know I haven't been sucker punched that Cody wanted. It's not a you know it, it makes a lot of sense, which I'll get into in a second here. But I I was actually thinking Punk. I figure Punk's back. He's gonna win it. I really felt going into this Rumble, Denise, that the winner of the Men's Rumble would be the person who's gonna go after the world title that's on Raw, the world title that Seth's holding. I thought whoever gets to Roman, it's going to be a steeper hill. They're gonna have to go through Chamber. Uh, never mind the rock factor, and that's floating around in the universe now. Um, so this did surprise me in that sense, but I'm not mad. You know, something I said to you a few weeks ago when we had the 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 the, the pleasure of uh, working together here on Busted Open was sometimes predictable is okay as long as it's logical. Uh, Cody winning back to back. You know, he's in great company, right? First time in. You know, 30 years, however many years it's been since Austin did it back to back. Sean before him, Hogan before him. That's insane elite company to be in. Uh, 26 years. Thank you, Suma. That's insane company to be in. So, like, it makes sense. Like, okay, so Cody wins back to back. He calls a shot right then. He points up to Romans up in the skybox. So, like, you know, not that there really would have been, but we're not even going to drag this out to find out on Raw or SmackDown who's Cody's going to pick. Like, I mean, like, we get right to it. So, I mean, I'm all for it, and I'm fine. I'll just say this. This story has to be finished now. I don't think that there is... I, I think patience will run very thin. I think it's probably already running thin to some fans. But I think you have this treasure that in 2024, Cody Rhodes is this white meat baby face. And what I mean by that is he's not, he's not the anti-authority... 
He's not middle fingers and 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 cheers and beers. He's not like he he is the all American good guy. He is a superhero. He is take pictures with your kids. And that's hard to do in 2024. It, 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 that just is. That, that's hard to get everybody to unanimously be pretty much be behind a good guy like that without having a let's go Cody, Cody sucks. They don't have that right now, but they got to – the story has to be finished. If, if, if it doesn't or if it gets dragged on or really sideswiped, then I think that they are playing with fire with their handling and booking of Cody Rhodes. But I think this right here – guarantees he needs to be walking out of WrestleMania 40 this year in Philadelphia, having finished a story and holding up a world title. Yeah, there's no way that you have Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania 40 and have Cody lose again. I mean, that would just be wrong, man. Wrong on so many levels. Like, what are we going to do if that happens again? Can you imagine, like, already within itself coming out of WrestleMania 39, there was all of this, like, outrage because people were like what like we had the t-shirts finish the story this was the story and this was in in a sofi stadium like this was huge and we're coming out of this and cody loses now can you imagine if they were to do that back to back now here's the thing though because this sort of feels like you know we've walked this path before we've seen cody rhodes win before we've seen him heading into wrestlemania to face roman reigns before how do you spice it up how do you make it a little bit different though so that it doesn't feel like we're just redoing what we did last year it's a great question and i think that's where i would have to say that's where the rock factor comes in here Look, I mean, he, they made a choice for him to, he could have just shown up on that day one episode of Monday Night Raw and just done his rock shtick, right? They made a conscious decision for him to do the head of the table comments, which that entire week, as you know, led, led the news, led every podcast, every radio show that you, that's, that's the thing to talk about. And then he's still in the public eye with the announcement of him joining the board with TKO. <clears throat> something's happening this year with him at Mania. I, I I don't I don't think this is like this is a start of a long play to Mania forty one. Something's happening, and then the fact that Mania is two nights. So you ask how to spice it up with Cody and the whole finishing the story and doing this again with Roman. I don't know if that means Cody's one of two opponents in that weekend, meaning Roman has a a match each night, or if we go the route of. The Rock somehow gets into that match, and now Cody, to finish the story, has to overcome both the incredible long streak that Roman has as champion and one of the goats in The Rock. I mean, that would be the spiciest, sexiest, both from a marquee standpoint and from a finishing the story standpoint, that Cody Rhodes finished the story walking out of a match having beat The Rock and Roman Reigns. I mean, that's... That to me is the spiciest, sexiest shot that you can put in that drink, my friend. That that that's I don't know any other any other way. Any other way that I could think of, I think, would be would would sound like too much of a stretch or illogical. But the rock getting into it, it, it now it becomes a matter of how does the rock get into it, right? You know, like I I again I thought maybe like uh, maybe Rock shows up, he wins the rumble. So he's automatically gets a title shot, and then Cody has to go through the chamber, but then Cody wants to Rather than having a one-on-one match against Seth, he wants to go after Roman, making things tougher. 
Uh, I, and I don't think they do that in reverse. I don't see The Rock doing the Elimination Chamber, uh, doing the physical Elimination Chamber match. I don't. I, that, that, that's a physical, violent match. I just don't see him doing that match. Um, so I'm not sure how The Rock gets into it, but he's The Rock's roaming. He's a factor. He's roaming around this entire thing. He's going to get it injected somehow, some way. I hope so, because I think that's part of the reason why when I was thinking, I was along the lines of you, uh, Justin, where I thought that CM Punk was winning this Rumble. And the reason I thought that way was same thing as you did. I thought that the route to Roman Reigns would be different to kind of shake things up and not make it so identical to the year prior. And so that's why I did think CM Punk was going to win. So I'm looking at this and I'm going, all right, so we're just redoing what we did last year but now if they were to incorporate the rock into this, like that is the way to kind of shake things up and make you go, well, you know what is Cody Rhodes really going to get his match against Roman Reigns? And if so, how is it going to go down? How does the rock get incorporated into all of this? Like there's still, I don't know. I don't think there's as many unanswered questions as there was heading into the rumble. Uh, I still feel like, Cody versus Roman is definitely like, that's it. Like we know that's got to be happening. How the rock plays into this. I don't know anymore because I, I don't know if they're going to want to have Roman Reigns do two matches at WrestleMania, especially two big matches like this. You know, I would love that. I would love to see uh two back-to-back matches like that, but I don't know if that's the plan. And it would be really freaking cool though. If they did do a uh, rock and Roman, night one and then Cody and Roman night two that was like my original prediction like months ago but I don't think that that I don't know maybe it's like asking for too much am am I crazy I don't know well what you would want to get out of that if if, if I've I've floated that idea in my mind too if you did Roman on both night one night with Rock then the next night with Cody what you what I think you'd want to get out of that is Roman beats Rock so now he goes into this match with Cody just having having just conquered the rock. He is the head of the table. And then and then that makes the win from Cody that much more. Cody did something the rock couldn't do. Did something that nobody else has been able to do, which is dethrone Roman Reigns. That same thing can be accomplished if it's all in one match, if it's a triple threat. If if Cody walks out having, you know, beaten Rock and Roman in the same match, the same thing's accomplished, if not even more, because it was all right there in one match, one night. Um and you know. There's the you know punks over here. Punk wants to main event a mania. Um, I I still think he will. I, st- I think he'll find his way into a world title match again, probably via elimination chamber now. So, you know that still leaves another night of mania open for Punk and and that piece of business. So yeah, I go back to I I I feel like the Rock would get involved in this match somehow. I I mean I don't know. It's now it's just a matter of how how do you justify it? I mean, he's the Rock, but like <laughs> how how does he get in the how does he get into the match to where you know. Nick Aldis and Roman Reigns and everybody like allows it. To ha- Obviously, Roman's going to fight against it, but like, how does Rock? Does he just come out and like calls his shot and says, "I'm like that's what I want to know is how do we get to that point?" But I, I I'm, I'm sold at this point. That's going to have to happen at, at, at this. I, I just don't, I don't know what one. I don't know why the Rock would, would be had said what he said and not be involved in Mania in that regard. And then two, like you said, it, it we're just, I don't, we're going to do a straight repeat of just Cody versus Roman straight up again, and expect that to be. Um, as good or even better of a of a selling point than it was last year. You know, last year where it was fresh, where it was was Cody's first Mania main event ever and his first Rumble win, and and coming off the the injury. I mean, so this I, I feel like they are there's a ticking clock here. They have to get the story done, and they got to get it done before the clock hits zero. Otherwise, 
they're going to lose the crowd and they may never get it back for Cody. I don't want to see a triple threat. Like I get that no? if you can kill multiple st- if you can kill multiple birds with one stone is that the saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to see a triple threat. I feel that to me if you're going to do Rock Roman, it's got to just be those two man. Like that is mm-hmm. that that's that's the dollar bills. That's the money signs. That's where the I see the the marquee and all of that. So I think that while like you said, it could be an easier possibility so that CM Punk also gets his main event, finish the story moment at WrestleMania. I just feel that if you're going to do this with The Rock, it's got to be Rock and Roman one-on-one. And I think if you do a triple threat, it would take away from the uh, aura of doing Roman versus Rock. Because the whole thing between them is, okay, who's going to be the head of the table? This is a family thing. This is a bloodline thing. Cody Rhodes isn't in the bloodline. So like, you know, you got to be out of this scenario. And so for that reason, I feel like you would be like shoving way too much into one thing that does not have to be that way. You have to like separate it because I think the story within the Rock and Roman Reigns is so, so unique because of the family dynasty, because of the family history, because of what it means to be the head of the table in their family. Well, so let me ask you this then. We know Cody's going to have a match against Roman somehow, some way in Mania. Does Rock and Roman, does that happen this year, Mania? Or does that happen this year? Or or are they actually going to, we've seen them do year-long builds for Rock at Mania. We, they did it a decade ago with Cena. Is that what we're doing here? Man, I felt that when The Rock made all of these, now I'm starting to wonder, okay, because when The Rock had mentioned this match with Pat McAfee, everybody was like, oh my God, whatever, right? Then he recently mentioned it, I think it was on First Take, and I think he mentioned it somewhere else too, and now I'm forgetting where that other place was, but like the point is, he's been mentioning it, plus WWE Raw Day 1 also mentioning Roman Reigns. All right, so there's been multiple mentions of this. And I feel like you cannot make all of these mentions and not follow through. Like at that point, that's just being a tease, right? Like you're not actually following through and that's going to get kind of annoying very, very fast. Because it's like, well, we've been talking about this for such a long time. The stars had aligned at WrestleMania 39. You heard it from The Rock's mouth where he said it was supposed to happen and then it didn't. Um, And even like his explanation as to why they didn't, he basically just said that they didn't have like a real a real plan for it. And I'm thinking, OK, so does that mean they finally have a plan for it now? Like it's been a whole year. So I didn't even feel like that explanation was that that concrete. And so for that reason, I'm like, OK, you mentioned all of this. Like we need to get this match. But now I'm wondering if he mentioned all of this just to throw people off the scent of Cody Rhodes winning. But I don't think so. I do think this match is going to happen, and maybe I'm just I'm delusional at this point, Justin. I think I think I'm I, I I'm delusional. I don't I don't even know if this is going to happen anymore. I've been hoping for it since you know now a while, but I I just feel like why mention it so many times and then not do it? Come on now. The Rock coming back having a match with Roman. Uh, this might be one of the longest fantasy booked match. Like remember that Survivor Series uh, several years ago. Where it was like they paid, they, they, it was like the anniversary. It was you know because Rock debuted at Survivor Series in '96, so like there was the they like. Oh did my like the an- gosh! Yes, remember when that one? Show up. 
And he wasn't, they did all kinds of video, pa- they did like flashbacks every segment after each match. <laughs> and like, there was the, the I, I think The Rock had some movie going on and Vince was there with like some crown or, or jewel. There was some, some gimmick, some that those the, the connected to the a movie that The Rock was ready to do. Like, yeah, The Rock never showed up. It was like the most disappointing, like it has just been fantasy book for so long, you know, and, and but real quick, I, I, this is just obviously my opinion. Strictly just my opinion. When he gave that explanation of how, you know, it seemed like, oh, we'll do Rock and Roman at and in, in, in L.A. in Hollywood of makes sense, right? At SoFi, and oh, but it fell through. We didn't have any, you know, it, creatively it wasn't there. I call BS on that. My own opinion. If we go back to the timeline, what happened? Right at the start of last year, right at the start of January of last year, Vince came out of retirement. All of a sudden, came back in. My opinion, I I think Rocks stepped back and was like, eh, there's because some of what happened this week. There's no, no, I'm, I'm saying last year. Oh yeah, last year. That's what I figured last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I oh, think for I, sure, for yeah. sure. Vince came back in the fold, and he knew that, and Rock knew that was not good for him to be. So you know, so I think I think he pulled out of me, you know, and he could say creative and this and that. Uh, so I, I that that's that's what I believe there. Um, I believe that, too, because, you know, The Rock has a lot of responsibilities, a lot of things, a big name outside of pro wrestling. He's one of the biggest stars, period, out there. Uh, And I can imagine that that was definitely not something he wanted to be uh, have his name associated with at the time. And I don't know, like. I don't know. I mean, obviously, when it comes to like the lawsuit and everything, there's so many questions. I don't know what The Rock knew when he signed on to be board of directors. And then when this story breaks a couple days later, I don't know like what he knew or didn't know. And so you got to wonder how that, I'm so curious to know all of that stuff. Right. I mean, of course we all are. Well, I mean, supposedly the news obviously was early this week that he, you know, in conjunction with the Netflix announcement that he was joining the board. But I, I believe I heard that he actually, I guess paperwork or official actually joined the board a couple weeks ago, earlier in the month. Um, I guess I just waited to make that announcement in conjunction again with the with the Netflix with the, with the feel good announcement of the Netflix deal. But uh, yeah, you're right. I don't. Who knows what he knew? Or this that I mean, he, he has no problem going on TV, noting him and Nick Khan have known each other since they were, you know, you know, since he was a kid. He has no problem. Obviously, has many memories on screen to WWE fans of Triple H. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he does not mention Vince at all, and not that I blame him at all. For that for now, um, yeah, I think that's what I think that's what screwed things last year. I think it was supposed to be Roman Rock last year at SoFi, and and Vince coming back into the fold um, had Rock halt on that. Now it seems like Vince truly is out of the uh, company picture in terms of working there. Um, you know, I think now's the time. You got to get the you got to strike now with the with the Rock. You got to got to give the people you you've had them come out there and say head of the table. You got to give people. You got to do this. Let's 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 not have the fans turn on this. All right, let's, uh, right? Let's, let's let's keep it a magical moment that we're all excited about. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82 or anytime on the SXM app. 
The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. What was your reaction to Bailey winning the Rumble? Uh, happy for, happy for her. Um, excited as a fan because it, it's, it's something fresh. Bailey has never been in a WrestleMania main event. She's never been in a. I don't believe she's ever been in a world title match at a WrestleMania. Um, you know, so this is fresh, which I thought you know. You know that's that that that's that's always you know encouraging to see. Um, and I thought the finish was exciting. You know, you know, final three: Bailey, Liv Morgan, and Jade Cargo. What a wonderful diverse trio! That right in that snapshot speaks to the depth of what WWE is working with in their women's. I mean this this women's rumble. There was no legends. You know, there was no Trish or Lita or any callbacks. Um, which are fun in the past, but I thought for this rumble not to have any legends, um, for it to, for it to be all, you know, with the exception of of Jordan Grace, I suppose here, with everybody else being all full time um female talent on either Raw SmackDown or the few NXT, I thought it just it really spoke to how well they have developed the um the depth of their their women uh and, and the characters. And I thought that again, we as we've said over and over, this rumble as a whole was more exciting than the men's. Um and I and, and the fact that Bailey can tout that she was the winner of that rumble that outdid the men's in many people's eyes and that that's great for her her career. And I and I I don't know about you, Denise. When Bailey was in NXT and she was the hugger gimmick, right? I thought when I saw that and the first time I saw her live at full sale, I was like, she's gonna be like the John Cena of merchandise for the for the women when she eventually gets to Raw or SmackDown. And that that and her gimmick did okay on Raw or SmackDown, but I, I I think it's I'm surprised, but I think that her work as this iteration of Bailey has far on surpassed the best friend hugger. She's definitely been able to reinvent herself, and that's been like really great to see because I remember when we were starting to see Bailey transition into a heel, like in those early years, and it really wasn't clicking like in the beginning. She's had this tremendous amount of growth to the point where now. She knows how to be a heel backwards and frontwards and sideways. She knows how to do it, man. And she's also in this like position where it's just so 
lovable. Like, even though she's going out there, she's calling the fans idiots and all of these other things. It's hilarious. Like, you embrace Bailey. And I think she really has a soft spot, spot, soft spot in a lot of people's hearts because people have seen her now for several years. She's been in WWE. She's been doing the work. Like you said, she hasn't had these big moments like your Bianca Belairs, your Charlotte Flairs, your Becky Lynch's. Like, all of those people have had some really major WrestleMania moments. Rhea Ripley, you name it. And it almost seems like Bailey was always there. It just wasn't like her time, which was weird because it's not like she was doing a bad job. She wasn't. It's not like she's a bad wrestler. She's not. She's got all of the tool she's got the personality she's got the uh the wrestling to back it up so why wasn't she getting these moments well I don't know it was just not her time when it happened but now is her time and I think that is where um people have a lot of respect I think for that because they have really seen her grow in this company like you mentioned her NXT days to what she did for the women's division her matches that she had with Sasha Banks and so many others and continuing to always put out a plus work and so to finally see her get rewarded for that I think that touched a lot of people's hearts like I will say this Bailey is like one of the first Royal Rumble winners in recent years, I'm not going to say throughout time, but in recent years where I legitimately felt a little bit like, I felt emotional. I was like, oh my God, like, look at Bailey have her moment. You know, it was just one of those things where I was, I felt very, very happy for her. And I think a lot of people did too, of course. Yeah. It's long overdue, you know, out of the four horsewomen, you know, Becky, Charlotte and Sasha, they've all had their moments and then some, you know, and then Ronda Rousey's come in. And took focus. Rhea Ripley, deservingly so, has come in and took focus. Um, you know, you, you've had Nia Jax at some points come in, take focus. Asuka, come in, take focus. Like, so it always kind of felt like Bailey was just like, just always getting, always, always, always the last one out, always the, the one that wasn't picked for the team, right? And so, long time coming. Happy to see it. Um, but happy to see it. But again, excited for the women's division because while we have Bailey who's now going to challenge for one of the world titles at WrestleMania, you know, we have a, a list of what ifs. Jade Cargill, what's she going to do? Nia Jax, what's she going to do? Naomi's back. What is she going to do? I mean, it, it, it's, it's it's awesome. So I do want to talk about those names that you just mentioned. So I want to start off mainly with uh, Naomi because I want to go in a little bit of an order here. But Naomi came in as entrance number two. And obviously, given her exit from WWE and how things went down and how it was handled, uh, I, you know, for a lot of people didn't know for sure if she was going to come back to WWE. And she went off. She did the stint with TNA Wrestling. She became the Knockouts Champion. She grew as a professional wrestler, and now she came back. What'd you think of her performance? I thought she was great. I thought she looked great. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of her. Um, you know, she is an athletic stud uh, in terms of uh, when you watch her in the ring. Yeah, this is a visual business, and she has such an awesome entrance. She's uh, awesome visual presentation. Uh, it's the kind she she she's the kind of character and um, entrance before she even gets and does a headlock uh, before she does any move in the ring. She's something that I think you you whether you're there as a live and as a live spectator or watching at home, she can gravitate you. She 
she could create a new viewer. She can get somebody interested. She's just the music and everything about it. I think there's just something very, uh, very attractive about her as as a as a whole, um, uh, just as a character as a whole. So I'm a big fan of it. I'm happy to see her back. And and look, you know, who know? I don't know if they want to do this right now. They don't necessarily need to. They have plenty of. But hey, she's part of the bloodline too. So that's just something to keep in mind down the line for all of our fantasy booking purposes. Uh, but happy to see her back. Really, really glad that she did come back. And like you alluded to, um, you know, the way uh, it, it was a messy, it was a messy exit, uh, as best we know. So glad to see that that bridge could be rebuilt. So you talked right now a lot about visuals and looking visually great, all of that. Someone who looks like a million bucks. Entrant number five, Jordan Grace. I want to talk about her performance. And I also want to talk about the real, real cool elimination in which she got eliminated by Bianca Belair with a kiss of death on the ring apron. Uh, how'd you feel about all of that? Well, great to see Jordan Grace. Uh, you know, again, that that's a great moment for her. It's a great moment for TNA. TNA is having a hell of a resurrection this month uh, with their uh, hard to kill event and, and, and the bringing back the name. So this really uh, rounds out, like I said, a, a great comeback month for them to have their champion, their women's champion, uh, appear on you know one of the biggest WWE events uh, of the year. So great for them, and I and and, and she certainly looked like she belonged. So it, it did good on for her name. It did good for TNA. They did not send somebody who looked, you know, second rate or, or however you'd want to say it. She looked like she belonged. Very entertaining, and yeah, that might have been the elimination of the night, quite frankly. Between both Rumble matches, that spot, and I always cringe when they do bumps on the apron. It's just, if, 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 you know, if, if, if you've never stood in a wrestling ring, I just, I can't, how narrow that space is, and where, where wood meets metal, it's just, so to see that spot, and hopefully everybody's okay, to watch that spot, I, I audibly... Gave a big uh, oh my god <laughs> as I'm watching. Um, it, it was a, it was a hell of a moment. And uh, if you're gonna if if you're not gonna win, 29 people can't win. If you're not gonna win, have a memorable elimination. She definitely had a memorable elimination, memorable performance. I feel like if I did it, let I let's just say I was a casual. I tuned in to watch the Rumble for some reason, whatever. Uh, if I saw Jordan Grace, I would have thought, oh, this girl's a top star here. Uh, like I wouldn't have known any better, honestly, because she looked really, really freaking great. Um, we're talking about crazy eliminations. Kyrie Sane. She had that moment where she was like a little, I don't know, a little spider on the on the freaking uh, you know, side of the ring. I, it was kind of nuts and it looked very, very painful, by the way. <laughs> our our listeners who um our listeners who have, have kids of a certain age will get this reference. She's sticky geckoed. All right. She's Is that sticky. the little thing that you slap to a wall, the little green goo thing yeah, that just sticks? And and, and, and if you there's also a cartoon called Bluey from Australia that's real popular and they have a sticky gecko and as an episode she's sticky gecko <laughs> she just you know, it looked like somebody threw her against a windshield and she was just hanging mm -hmm. on for dear life until the grip was gonna come loose um yeah I mean yeah she 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 took the um you know she kind of took the headlines away from what I was expecting Kofi to do in terms of the dramatic you know can't she hang on Yes, yes. It it was crazy. It was crazy to see that. All right, I want to fast forward and get into entrance number 28 and that was Jade Cargill. So, um dude, this was her first in-ring performance in WWE and they gave her this phenomenal spot where she got to take on 
the person that had the most eliminations in this match, I think at eight eliminations, that was Nia Jax. Nia Jax has been a powerhouse the last couple of, you know, months that she's been back in WWE. And then for her to be eliminated by Jade Cargill, like that was huge, man. Uh, what did you think of how they presented Jade? Oh, she looks like a million bucks. Um, I did not go into this rumble predicting that we would see Jade. Um, I, 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 I really thought, okay, they, they have enough women to fill out the 30, you know, uh, 30 person pool. Maybe we see her after mania, right? Maybe they give her a few more months to continue training, continue getting her self-established within the company. Um, so I did not predict that was going to happen. And then when I saw her, I mean, I'm not mad. I'm very glad I saw her because I think uh, props to her and props to WWE that they were able to, in my opinion, showcase her like a million bucks, like like the next big thing. But she didn't win the Rumble. But yet, I don't think it harmed any of their efforts. That's a tough thing to do to have somebody be a surprise that that you already have told the audience, you know, you know, when, when she signed and she's popping up at different shows backstage and this and that. You know, we already know that she was supposed to be a big deal. So to have her be a surprise in the Rumble, but not win it, that's that's a tough task. But I felt they pulled it off, and I felt, as you mentioned, having her go up against Naya, that's probably the best choice you could have had because Naya, hands down is the most disliked, most unanimous heel to the audience. There's no there's no cool heel factor. There's no Nia's a heel through and through. And I and and, and anybody that and anybody is, who's moaning or groaning right now on social media or on the radio listen to this, don't give me that term of X Pac heat. I hate that shit. That's a, that that's a stupid <laughs> ass term. I don't believe in that. If you're booing somebody, they're doing their job. I don't want to hear of, of any other explanation. That's just you upset that you're getting worked. That's you upset that they gotcha. Nia Jax, gotcha. She's a heel that everybody loves to dislike. And so having Jade go toe-to-toe with Nia, great choice. Yeah, I thought they did a really great job with how they handled Jade Cargill and really giving her that big moment. I would have been worried if she wasn't in the Rumble, honestly. So the fact that she was in the Rumble, I thought, you know, was phenomenal. Uh, two other entrants I want to talk about. The last ones, 29, Tiffany Stratton and 30, Liv Morgan. Uh, seeing Liv Morgan's return was really cool. But Tiffany Stratton, man, she looks phenomenal. That spot where she was also uh, pulling... Bianca Belair's hair. Oh, that was phenomenal. I, I love Tiffany Stratton. So happy she got this moment. Yeah, uh, same. Again, it's a visual business. And Tiffany Stratton looks like a star. She looks like she'd be on a billboard in Times Square with a title over her shoulder promoting the next big WWE event. She looks like, you know, for I know not everybody watches NXT. We have to remember out of the 48,000 change that was there live. Um, and then the, 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 the millions probably watching home. There's only a fraction that actually watches NXT, right? And so for many, this is probably the first time they really ever saw Tiffany Stratton. And I thought that she made a hell of a first impression. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever. You stream a podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 